0: Welcome to the prolific teaching ministry of Pastor Emmanuel Iren lead pastor of Celebration Church International. It is his vision to partner with you for your progress and joy in the faith. Ready, set, grow. Hallelujah. Please be seated. My next task. This evening is to get everyone who doesn't have a prayer language, who doesn't speak in tongues, speaking in tongues. Because tomorrow, tomorrow morning we'll be blasting in other tongues for our, All right. For us. Hallelujah. What is tongues? Very simple. Tongues is a divine language that God gives you as a believer as a medium of communication from your spirit to Him. I take it again. Tongues is a divine language that God gives the believer as a medium of communication from the believer's spirit to him. That's what it is. Listen, every human language, at least originally, is given by God. So God has languages. In fact, the Bible says that he'll be praised in every tribe and in every tongue. And so God can give you a language. But you see, this kind of language is different. Because every other type of language known to man is intelligible. And this is is what I mean by that. It means as I'm speaking it, I know what I'm saying. I know what I'm communicating. But tongue's gift is not like that. And I I just want to shatter some things that some well-meaning people have ignorantly said to dissuade people from the tongue's gifts. The first thing I want to handle is this. Is the tongue's gift for everybody? And the answer is yes, emphatically. Let me say this. One principle in hermeneutics, the science of Bible study, is you you pass every doctrine through some questions to know how consistent it, it is. Number one, is it expressly taught in the Word of God? Number two, how is it applied? Meaning, are there examples in the Bible that we can see? And so when we see how the tongues gift operated in the Bible, we can know the mind of God about tongues. For instance, in the upper room, there were 120 people. And the Bible says, suddenly, there was a sound of a rushing mighty wind. And cloven tongues as of fire sat on the head of how many people? Everyone, Acts chapter 2. And they all began to speak in tongues as the Holy Ghost gave utterance. Oh, my, to faint to sepelia, cupon finica pia. He spoke in tongues as the Holy Ghost gave them utterance. Now, listen. If it was not the will of the Father for everyone to speak in tongues, 120 of them would not have spoken in tongues. But they all did. So Listen. In every instance where, where people spoke in tongues, no single person was left out. No single person. So when you say that is not for everybody, you are saying something that is not biblical. Listen, I, I can argue, you know, some people use, you know, First um, Corinthians 12, the last few verses, do uh, all speak in tongues. I, I can tell you what that means. Time won't permit, but just in a nutshell, Do all and can all are not the same thing. But when you see people speaking tongues in Acts chapter 2, in Acts chapter 8, in Acts chapter 10, in every single instance, nobody was left out. Listen, so much so that a magician observed that, listen, the apostles had this power that everyone they laid hands on received the Holy Spirit. He offered money for it because it was dependable. It was not fluke. God was not selecting. It was not something elitist. It wasn't for some esoteric few. The magician who was not a Christian observed scientifically that anyone that had hands laid on receives The Spirit. That means it was for everyone. It was proven to be for everyone. The Samaritan church, historically, was a mega church. They were not few. And this magician observed every single person that had hands laid on received the Holy Spirit without fail. That means it's for everyone. And anyways... If it wasn't, why must you be amongst the people who don't receive? <laughs> why? Why do you think so lowly of yourself? If there are hundred, well, it's left to the remaining ninety-nine. One is taken. Hallelujah. No excuse. Listen, and then some people say it's, it's just, some, some people say you may, some people act act as if is not important. If God in his wisdom gifts something to the church, it's important. And so, Paul in his writing to the, first, to the, to the church at Corinth, in First Corinthians chapter 1, from verse 4, he thanked God for them that they are rich in utterance and in knowledge. It says, so that they come behind in no gifts, waiting for the coming of Christ. You know, that's a sermon on its own. Listen, as we await the coming of Christ, now is the time to demonstrate spiritual gifts. It's not about your personal preference, whether you like it, you know how it sounds. There is work to be done. We need gifts of the Spirit. He gave gifts for the work to be done. He says, and as we await the coming of the Christ, he says we should come behind the no gifts. Meaning if you've been dulling, stop dulling. There's work to be done. And you can't do it with your own human intelligence. You can't do it. I want to tell you unequivocally, this church will not be here without the gift of tongues in particular. It is in a place of prayer that God expanded my spirit to see millions coming to the gospel by the preaching of the cross. In this ministry, he expanded my spirit. Ah, my God. If you learn to deploy these gifts, uh, giants in you will arise, I'm telling you. That text up, is that so that you come behind and you no know, give waiting for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, verse eight. Okay, look at look at look at verse six. This is very powerful. So why tongues? I've explained the what. Now why? I'm coming back to the what soon. Why? He says even as the testimony of Christ is confirmed in you. So listen, when I Excel in spiritual gifts he says the testimony of Christ is confirmed in me What is the testimony of Christ As it pertains to spiritual gifts The Bible tells us That when Christ ascended He sat at the right hand of the Father And he gave gifts to men So when we demonstrate Spiritual gifts We are demonstrating that Jesus Truly is glorified Come on are you with me And let me say this There is no other spiritual gifts that demonstrates the resurrection of Jesus like tongues. Because every other spiritual gift existed before Jesus ascended. People healed the sick before Jesus ascended. People raised the dead before Jesus. The only spiritual gifts that are exclusive to the redemption of Christ and point directly to the fact that he is glorified is tongues and interpretation. So when you speak in tongues, it says the testimony of Christ is confirmed in you. This is not a denomination matter. This is the word of God. This is the word of God. Even as the testimony of Christ is confirmed in you. And then some people say what they do and they call tongues is not tongues. Tongues is human language. When you go to China, you never learned Mandarin, then the Holy Ghost will take up your oesophagus and start shaking it. And what the people will hear is, Ton You know? First and foremost, that will be cool. I'm not saying it's not something God... I'm not saying God cannot do it. I'm saying that's not tongues. And I'll prove it to you. It's very simple. If tongues is a supernatural ability to speak in a language I never learned, when I speak to the people, what then is the need for the gift of interpretation of tongues? Whatever tongues will be needs interpretation. An interpretation not from natural faculty, but as a gift of the Spirit. It means it takes an ability of the Spirit to decode the gift of tongues. If I go to any locality and I speak what I think to be tongues and anybody understands me except by the enablement of the Spirit, that's not tongues. That's not tongues. Paul says, I will pray with the Spirit and I will pray with the understanding also needs interpretation. It says otherwise your understanding is unfruitful. You know some people they've had the opportunity to speak in tongues when they were speaking in tongues they stopped. Why? Because they didn't understand it. That means you are getting it. If you understood it you were wrong. It says when you pray in the spirit your understanding is unfruitful. It will sound like gibberish to your natural mind. But you see what you will discover is that by the agency of the Spirit, as you continue in it, you will just discover that your spirit is gaining more stature and stamina. That as you went on, even if it had to bypass your intellect, because it sounds like rubbish to your mind, your spirit is getting stronger, and then mysteries are being communicated to the Lord. And that means you can't speak in tongues except by faith. Because speaking in tongues will sound like rubbish to you. So it's going to take faith in the operation of God, faith in the word of God to speak in tongues. That's what it means. It will sound like rubbish, but it's not by the Holy Ghost. Someone says, okay, what about Acts 2? I'm going to trash that out in just I don't really have time. But let me just say this the writer of acts was doing the work of a journalist okay so you were there when you know the upper room experience happened what did you say you heard and he wrote it down do you understand what i'm saying that means even if it is informative you have the right to probe further because people said they heard and I have the right to question it. If 120 people are praying loud at the same time, can you single out what they were saying? Answer me. So, so now the people down said, ah, I hear that one at the back speaking in this language. I hear that one in the middle speaking in this language. That tells you there is more to the story. Come on, are you with me? They documented their experiences. And I don't have time to dwell on that. But you see, two things you must note. Number one, Paul authoritatively, as an apostle, explained the gift of tongues in First Corinthians 14. And he says, When a man prays in an unknown tongue, no man understands him. That means, number one, Acts two is an exception. And number two, Acts two is not even a teaching. It's just a documentation of some people's experience. And that experience can be proved. I already told you one thing. Number one, when 120 people pray at the same time, you don't hear anything. When you were in primary school and the teacher steps out and you're all making noise, do you, what do you hear? You just hear noise. You just hear a buzzing sound. Another thing is this. Some people... Mocked and said they were drunk. So now, how do you know a drunk person? Incoherent speech is the leading way you know a drunk drunk person, or oh, by the way the person is Walking. Meaning the communication in Acts two was incoherent. Why was it incoherent? Ephesians chapter five, verse eighteen: Be not drunken with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Why did Paul associate being drunken with wine with being filled with the Spirit. is because they have some things in common. Incoherent speech. And that's more consistent with what was explained in 1 Corinthians 14. So I want to say this to you. For every one of you who stands ready to receive this gift of tongues, this is what we will do. According to the word of the Lord we will lay hands on you If you are already, listen, first and foremost, if you're not born again, you you can't speak in tongues, all right? All right? So now, listen, you were saved by the spirits. You were saved by the spirit. Listen to this illustration, this is very important. When I'm swimming in a pool, it doesn't necessarily mean I'm drinking the water in the pool. Do you understand what I just said? Very simple. So you can be swimming and not drinking. When you are born again, you are immersed into the Spirit. So to be filled with the Spirit, you have to drink of the Spirit. That's where we get the phrase, you take from within to put upon. Do you understand what I'm saying? So if you are born again, we are stirring what is already in you to become operative. That's what it is. And... The moment hands are laid on you, and I'm going to lead you to say, is make a simple confession of faith. By the Spirit, you begin to speak in tongues. Now, the Holy Ghost will not speak for you. It's just like human language. Nothing is making me speak. I'm speaking. Do you understand what I'm saying? So you are going to speak. You're not going to premeditate what you're going to say. There's no rehearsal for it. You are going to speak and the Holy Spirit will take what seems like gibberish and make it a channel of communication from your spirit to the Lord. Is that clear? So listen, if you don't speak nothing is going to happen and it's not because the power of God didn't move. So for some people it will be extra dramatic. I've seen dramatic things. I laid hands on someone in the university. He fell into a trance. He was in a dark room. Someone walked to him, tapped him, said, say after me, Marose. And he was saying it and we were hearing him. It was when he got up, he told us what was happening. But for some other people, it is straightforward. Do you understand? You, 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 listen, you understand the word of God. You believe it. You act on it by the Holy Ghost. Can you get, are you getting what I'm saying here? Let me say this, and this is the last and important thing. Please, media team, put up on the screen, Luke chapter 11, verse 11. Everybody read Luke 11, 11 together, one, two, go. verse 12 media team as fast as you can one to go media team now read verse 12 one to go verse 13 put it up put it up media team one to go if you then been evil know how to give good gifts unto your children how much more shall the heavenly father give the holy spirit to them listen I saw this years ago and it changed my life It means it is impossible to ask for the Holy Ghost and not receive. He says, Even wicked parents give their children food. If you ask me for the Holy Ghost, I will give you. That's what he said. Listen, I know you, I said someone will lay hands on you and they likely would, but you don't have to wait. You know, I've done this over Skype before. Who remembers Skype? I explained the scripture to the person and I said, Are you ready? I didn't hear her voice. I said, Are you there? She said, Yes. I said, What's going on? She said, Say with me, Say, Holy Spirit. Only those standing. Say, Holy Spirit. Promise of the Father. I receive you now by faith. I'm full of you now by faith. And say right now, everything promised in your word as your ministry, I receive and I do. Especially the gift of tongues in the name of Jesus. Listen. Some of us have been doing it for years. Just like human language, you don't get as eloquence the first day. So even if it is one syllable, it is a communication from your spirit. A communication from your spirit.